Welcome into the Smarter Than You Think podcast, episode number two. This week, me and Jake break down MLW Fusion from November 29th, 2021, as well as get into some other wrestling topics. Without further ado, let's send it over to our hosts, Jeremy and Jake. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode, another week of the Smarter Than You Think podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Double Shot Jake. Double Shot Jake. Well, Jake, it's another week. Another, uh, another, I guess another week of wrestling. Oh, yeah. Tickets are booked. Flights are booked. We're on our way to New York City in January. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Excited, huh? Yep. And we'll be staying at the Double Tree in Hilton down there. For those of you who don't know, GC World on GCW takes place Sunday, January twenty third, from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. The Wrestling Indie Hall of Fame takes place the night before, which we lost. Yeah, the Grand Ballroom, right? Yep. No, um, uh, the Cutting Room. It's a, it's it's in that it's in the Manhattan Center, though, right? I think it's called the Cutting Room. I'm yeah. Not- I'll have to look up for that for sure, but I know that's what it's called. Well, from my understanding, the Manhattan Center has like four different things in it. Yeah. So it's like the Hammerstein Ballroom, the Grand Ballroom, and it's got it's got it's even it's got it's even got recording studios in it, Jake. Nice. I'm hoping we could also yeah, check so, out the Grand Ballroom for a second if we get a chance. Yeah, the site of the first ever Monday Night Raw. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I'm ready, man. Well, this week, we were tasked with reviewing the November 29th episode of MLW Fusion Alpha, as it were called here today. Before we get into that, though, Jake, we're going to get into a little bit of wrestling news here. Um, first and foremost, we haven't talked about this since it's been out, and nor is this out of an obligation either, but we just want to send our best wishes to good old JR Jim Ross as he is currently having a battle with skin cancer. Um, he said he had 29 treatments scheduled with his last treatment being scheduled for one of the last weeks here. He hopes to be, he's gone currently right now from his announcing duties at AEW Dynamites. He is hopeful to return on the 29th of this month. So. Best of luck to you, JR. We're yeah, hoping it all works out for you, man. I'm sure it will. It seems like you, uh, JR, seems like he's in a pretty good care of a lot of good health professionals. So, um, go to the doctor, folks. Go yeah, to the doctor. I know. I know we don't like to, but you gotta you gotta do it because <laughs> you never know. Yep. You never, never know. And getting cancer is not just an old person thing either. Just so everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. So, and uh, I guess there's a lot of talk also where uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano are going to go. Their contracts are, contracts are set to expire at the end of this month. Jake, what thinks you? I think Johnny Gargano... Well, we'll we'll start with Kyle O'Reilly first. Actually, Kyle O'Reilly, I think, is pretty much almost written in stone. He's going to go to AEW. I mean, we. I mean, there is that chance he may not, but I'm pretty sure it's like ninety percent sure that's what's going to probably happen. 
As far as Johnny Gargano, though, um, that's a little bit more of a mystery. Like, what? It's like he. I don't know if he would want to go to AW right now, or maybe do something else. But that's, or maybe go to Impact or MLW, which we're gonna be reviewing. I mean, there's a lot about. Definitely a lot, a lot for him to think about. Well, I think he goes, given that is the fact that his wife got released. Um, that tends to put a strain on a relationship when you're not in the same company. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think the boys nowadays like being away from their significant other if they know that they're in the business. No, especially you got to travel to different places all the time, and it's hard to see each other. Yeah. I think he goes ultimately. I just don't think he's being as public with about it because maybe for once AEW is not going to fuck up a debut. Maybe just for once. Yeah. So you think Gar- Gar- Gargano is going to go to AEW as well? He could. I could see him. There's a spot for him there, but yeah. it's all. It's. I mean, it's, the only guy who knows is Johnny. So he knows where he's going to go. Uh, but true. hopefully, I mean. If not, there's definitely. I mean, there's not. A, there's not a wrestling company out there who won't take them. So, oh hell, oh, hell no! I mean, it, they will. They will definitely find a spot, no matter where they end up. Yep. Most definitely. So, do you got any news from this week that you want to talk about, Jake? Because that's kind uh, of it for me. Uh, not really news. Obviously, we're not. Obviously, we're doing MLW, not AW this week, but. But damn that table spot! Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, let's, let's 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 go over a little bit of that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Thank God you brought that up. Yeah, the Cody Rhodes table spot. Holy crap! With uh, Andrade El Idolo. Yeah, that that, yeah. that was nuts. <laughs> uh, I will have to agree with Bully Ray though, as I tend to always do, and I sound like the world's biggest Bully Ray ass kisser on the show, but I'm going to. <laughs> Agree with Bully Ray in the fact that pretty risky move. Yeah. For that, those types of conditions, because it's like you move that table any further back or further in, or you miss even a half a rotation. And that's the difference between, you know, get you getting burned a little bit and your face getting burned. Yeah. Cocaine well, style for real. Yeah. Well, that's what well, well, the th- crazy thing, too, is like they both didn't have shirts on. They just. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I can't imagine that felt good. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that. I mean, obviously, sometimes with shirts, it can catch the flame and hold it longer. Like we've seen that. before. (laughs) But well, I'd like to think that somebody in like the back who's arranging that probably would spray some flame retardant on your shirt. Maybe uh, chemicals on your shirt just so the chance of that happens is significantly decreased. That's true. I remember Mick Foley. I'd like to think that wrestle- that's what goes on. Yeah, I remember. I met I WrestleMania when Mick Foley went through the flaming table. He uh, he had like a different. He had a second shirt on, basically. He yeah, he damn near on. had uh, like three three layers on. Yeah, yeah. at WrestleMania just- twenty two in Chicago. Yep. Yeah. He just had to take. Yeah, it off he almost had like three layers on. <laughs> How to go through a flaming table featuring Mick Foley, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and um, man, what was it from? 
Um, nothing from Dynamite. I want to talk to other, talk about other than that. <clears throat> oh, other than the sense of the fact that uh, um, the MJF Punk promo lost me this week. You lost me. They were playing too much inside baseball, talking about CM Punk wanting to get into Britt Baker's pants. I never understood it because, like, I feel like <clears throat> here's why it doesn't work for me. Inside the wrestling community, you know, all the smart marks like such as ourselves have the full knowledge of knowing that Britt Baker is dating Adam Cole and that CM Punk is married to AJ Lee. Um, Those of us on the outside who's just your casual fan, which I can't imagine AEW has a ton of watching, they're not going to even know what the hell that means because... MJF was making references to something that happened when Dynamite went off the air. And so if you're trying to catch the average fan, the average fan is not going to go watch what happened when AEW Dynamite went off the air. So either way, for me, it just doesn't work. Well, I will play Dables advocate a little bit. So I thought about it some more. I remember the first thing CM Punk said when he debuted, you know, came back. First thing he said was, you guys know how how to really make a guy feel like Brit in, in Pittsburgh. And then I remember the first time that CM Punk and MJF talk, he even said something about, about you know, you're no longer one of the four pillars of AEW, Britt, Britt Baker is. So he's been, I don't know, like like CM Punk, he has been kind of like, throughout his run, he has been subtly talking about Britt Baker <laughs> here and well, there. I think that's so just I, for promotional reasons and try to push her name. I mean, yeah. It still, though, loses me. No, and, promo. And, and I get that, especially like 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 obviously did we didn't see him coming out the jacket on the last week's dynamite, which that would have made a little more sense, obviously. But well, he did. It's just it it was it happened after AEW went show, off the air. Yeah, exactly. If they would have like sh- like maybe somehow shown a clip of that before that MJF would have spoken to that because that is kind of weird. Like you like okay, CM Punk, now you really are coming out with your. <laughs> With her jacket, like <laughs> it's like, are you obs- are you obsessing over Brit <laughs> to that point? I don't know. That's just my thought. Is he like that. twice her age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like CM Punk's about forty Let's something. Let's see. CM Punk is. Let's see. I don't want to make donations to you, Wikipedia. Sorry. <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> CM Punk is 43. Let's see here. Britt Baker is my age. She's 30. Bit creepy. Yeah. Well, 13 years That's apart. A 13 years it? difference. That's a bit creepy. <laughs> I guess too, yeah. it, 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 that's what we're going with. Yeah. I mean, and I highly doubt this is a. Uh, well, well, how old is AJ Lee? Like, if we're gonna pl- if we're gonna play that game, <laughs> AJ Lee. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> oh, they have her listed as an American author. That's that. Wow. What? What a. She's thirty four. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> 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 But she chose him. He didn't choose her. <laughs> we all know how that game went. Oh, yeah. She chose him. Well, well. next thing you know, maybe Adam Cole come out and start talking about AJ Lee. That's that, that's. 
It's like, then, I, I admire and, AJ. And that Lee sets up AJ turn, and it's a mixed gender tag team match. There we go. <laughs> it writes it <laughs> his own self, people. If that's what they're headed towards, then okay. <laughs> I can see that, but as far as what we know right now, it just it just doesn't make any sense to me. No, but that's the beauty of wrestling. Tony, for a long time, has made it known that he wants to play inside baseball like that and potentially not give everything yeah. away, make everything so predictable. Yeah. So I could be completely wrong right now and look like an ass in three weeks. So, yeah. I guess that's the beauty of also podcasting about wrestling is like, you don't know either. That's true. And we don't, we don't know shit. Just so everybody knows, like everybody who, who's probably going to eventually listen to this. Eventually. I say that eventually because nobody's listened to our first episode, but everybody who does eventually listen to this, they're just going to think we're a bunch of dumbasses. And that's, we we are a bunch of dumbasses. (laughs) Don't know shit. (laughs) I'm not like Dave Meltzer you know, re- you know, relaying third-hand information I got for, for from some stooge or from some jobber who is unhappy with the company. So. Hey, it's an enhancement talent now, Jeremy. Oh, sorry, enhancement talent, whatever. That's a um, that's a derogatory. I'm, I'm 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 certainly not that guy, nor do I ever want to be that guy. I guess Dave Meltzer would be the one person you'd be like, would you trade lives with him? And the answer is fuck no, I never would. I would never trade lives with Dave Meltzer. Of course not. I would much rather be some asshole on a microphone than some dipshit writing a wrestling magazine for 25 years and spewing a bunch of bullshit all over every page he writes. So, you know, yeah. because at least I can say I'm a normal guy. I don't know shit. You're right. I don't know shit. Dave will say, well, I know. So-and-so told me. That's Dave, but even if I did have information, even if I do ever come across information, I'm never going to tell anybody because that ruins wrestling. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? Exactly. I I don't know. Like, I have a feeling I have a feeling why a lot of like why a lot of these smart marks today are the way they are is because of Dave Meltzer. Cause they read the fucking observer 15 years, 20 years ago. And because of that, they got the impression that they knew everything behind the curtain. And that's why we have the fans that we do today. That's true, but just a theory. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think I'm exactly wrong. No, you're not wrong, but, but no, I, I agree. Like you, you know, it's not, it's not our place to obviously go spoil things. Like kind of like, uh, Conrad Thompson being the back of the first double or nothing. Like he didn't. He, he Dude, I'm sure he, there's a ton he, of he, shit he, Conrad knew about in advance. Yeah, he but didn't say a fucking word about. He he, he 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 said he saw Moxley. He he asked Cody and he's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I, I know to keep it, <laughs> keep it hush. <laughs> yeah, because what happens if he doesn't? He loses yep. all credibility. Exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah, you it's like you. It's like yeah, you get a pop and that's what happened on, with on Dave. Twitter, but but then but then yeah, you lose all credibility because you. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened with Dave. That's why he was relegated to getting information from stooges and jobbers who were pissed off about their position. Yep. All right. Enough, all right. Now that I've had my bash Dave Meltzer segment. Yeah. I- um. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, also, a little other bit of news. Uh, I guess uh, Triple H made his first like public statement ish thing since he's had his uh, heart issue, heart attack, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, I guess like a lot of speculation has it that, and of course, this is from Dave Meltzer, so it's not for me. I'm not going to claim like it was my information. Um, I guess there's a lot of speculation that he's never going to wrestle again, which is kind of like common sense and no shit, because it's like if you've had a heart attack, I think the last thing you want to do is give that any chance to reoccur again. So that would include intense cardio like a wrestling match, per se. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so at that point, that's even I wouldn't even be comfortable if I had. You know, seeing him at that point, even in a tag match where he's extending protective. Dude, I would because that's that's that's, if I were his age and I had a heart attack, I would be scared to get on a fucking treadmill again, let alone in a ring. I mean, they don't (laughs) like I I I would be scared to even get stressed out again. I think they still want you to anything that would elevate my heart rate. I would be scared to do. Yeah, I think they still want you to kind of work out a little bit. Well, yeah, of course, but like. You but like, I would yeah. just be scared to do those things. It's not that I wouldn't do those things. No, it's just I got scared you. the shit out of me. Because I don't know what happened with it, but I imagine it was somewhat to the effect of he was either like in his home or somewhere, maybe in an office or something, and all of a sudden he just collapsed. Like that would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, you know what? We had a we had a good run with Triple H, though. I mean, I still remember back in the day, you know, watching him. You know, fight with the rock and fight with Stone Cold and then team up with Stone Cold and then, and then tear and his and tear his uh his quads and then get on steroids and then come back in Madison Square Garden and look good until about two thousand five uh, and, and then he ate all the Burger King and grew a big gut and wear some <laughs> that weird bark biker like, pants short things and white boots and yeah, that was weird. He beat up Goldberg though. <laughs> beat up Goldberg with some weird bike like bicycle yeah. riding shorts looking things and had a had a really big gut because he was hitting Burger King too much and <laughs> he looked I halfway look- pregnant. But yeah. <laughs> did he have their kid or did Stephanie? <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> oh, it was that okay. Yeah. He looked like the gain and not the game yeah. for a minute. But then after that he <laughs> He really got. Yeah, he, he got. He got serious about it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Vince said something to him. But, but Triple H has given. He's given a lot to the business, and he's and he's made stars. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no disputing his contributions to wrestling. If anybody's wondering what caused Triple H to have a gut, it's called um, what do they call it? Paternity leave. There you go. When you get some time off after you've had your babies, you tend to sympathy with your wife. That's exactly (laughs) what happened to Triple H. I don't know that for a fact, but timelines kind of add up there. Just saying. I think he had a groin injury, too, with the biker shorts. So because you pull a nut, that means you get to gain 20 pounds? 
I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, that does make sense because I can imagine it probably wouldn't feel good to try and lift things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I heard when you have a groin injury, it's it's hard to even move, let alone yeah. run on a fucking treadmill, lift some weights. I, I, I've never had one. I'm not going to speculate you know. on that too much. I don't want to sound like an asshole. Like, <laughs> somebody says, well, I've had but it's one. like, how would anybody else know that except for Triple H and his doctor? Like, nobody's going to go check his nuts. Right? Like, I don't know. Is your, is your groin pull? Can you pull your pants down for me? Like, that's going to be a weird conversation in the locker room, right? Well, it was was a doctor. I mean, I'm pretty. <laughs> I mean, at that point. Right. Him and his doctor wrong. knew. Yeah. But his doctor, who his pri- his who the fuck else knew that? <laughs> and if they did, how did you find out? Unless he whipped out his dick and, and showed you. <laughs> like, that's the only way you're finding that out if you're not his doctor. Because HIPAA sucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't you can't view somebody's medical records yep. so unless you're his doctor <laughs> unless he pulled unless he pulled the buff bagwell and just started started showing everybody in the locker room his dick i don't know i, I never heard that story he did <laughs> i used to wrestle and i was just a little local indie guy so we had buff bagwell come in he was scheduled down the street at another fair show so he drove all the way up for us for a mere hundred dollars. He gets out of the car, he's bent over like he's uh, almost an L shape. He stands up real tall and then comes in the locker room. I'm in the locker room, I'm well dressed. I have dressed in a suit. That was part of my gimmick for this little, little local indie show. So he comes up next to me, puts his hand on my shoulder. I'd already introduced myself, so he actually remembered my name. He grabs me by the shoulder and goes, Hey, uh, he literally grabs his tights and pulls them down and shows me his, yeah. And it is black as a pair of shoes, man. It is so, like, bruised. And I said, oh, my God. He goes, you think there's something wrong with me? I said, buddy, I think you need to go to the hospital. So I'm telling this story to a few other friends, and they were on the fair show with him, and they were in a little shower. Well, Buff comes in after the match, and he is blocking the whole door, and those the two guys in there are like, oh, that's cool, we got the wrestle buff that well, you know. He goes, hey, guys, sorry I was a little misstepped, but um, I'm a little hurt, and does the same exact thing and pulls down his pants and shows them. Well, if you don't have health insurance, I guess <laughs> go to extreme measures. And, like, admittedly, Colt Cabana said he did the same thing, which is weird. Like, Colt Cabana said he had a groin injury one time, and you, like, wanted to show everybody. Dude, if I have a groin injury to my nuts, like, I am like I might be, like, I might, like, I might, like, tell you, but I'm not just going to whip my dick out in front of you. That's weird, because, like, I don't think anybody's going to think you're lying at that point. Like, you know, usually... They probably want feedback, though. Like, I, like, like, I don't want to speculate too much, but... But you're probably- not a doctor! <laughs> I, like... Even if I did with my dick, it's not like you're going to be like, yeah, man, you pulled your groin, and here's how you pulled it, and this is what it is. You're not a fucking doctor. I'm going to just go see a doctor. Like, I'm not going to whip my dick out in front of anybody to show anybody an injury that I have. <laughs> yeah. That's just weird, man. Like, even if I had, like, an STD or something, I'm not whipping my dick out to show somebody, unless it's a doctor. Show me your gun, are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not going to show you that. <laughs> I'm not showing anybody that. Like, yeah. if I have something like that happen to me, I'm going to be pretty goddamn shameful about it. Oh, damn. 
I'm not, the, the the last thing I'm going to do is whip my dick out. That's uh, the last thing I'm going to do. Oh wow! Okay. Because unless unless we're in front of a doctor, like <laughs> I don't know, I don't understand it. What is it with dudes and like here, look at my dick? Like what? Why? That's weird, man. That's so weird. What just happened? Nothing. Uh, I'm still here. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was on my phone. Oh. Jeremy, we're doing a podcast. You can stay off your phone. Sorry. 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 <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anywho, now that we're done talking about Buff Bagwell and dicks, um, got any more news? <laughs> uh, I, th- I think we pretty much covered it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, War Games is happening right now. Oh, as yeah. As we're recording this podcast on this Sunday, December 5th night. And our Denver Broncos are playing the Kansas City Chiefs, Jake. Yep. What's the score right now? 0-10. Kansas is up by 10. Kansas City. Well, who didn't see that coming? I mean, quite honestly. It's like on Semi-Pro where he's like, I don't know if you checked our record, Jackie, but we got a horseshit record. Come on, guys. Should be juiced right now. This is a chance to become a real NBA franchise. Man, get out of town. Ain't nowhere in Sam Hill we gonna make it to fourth place. Yeah, Jackie, we have a horseshit record right now. (laughs) That's what the the Broncos have, so. Um, alrighty. Without further ado, we're gonna, this is a wrestling podcast. Uh, we are going to, oh, real quick though, real quick, before we get into MLW Fusion. Jake, I threw a rock through a car window this weekend. Oh damn! It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, now, now, before everybody calls the cops on you, I was gonna say, man, you really trying to incriminate yourself every, here. It was my car, so <laughs> we went down to junk. Me and my wife went down to junk our two previous cars that we had, and uh, we forgot the key to it. And the junk company was coming to tow it away, and the tow driver, tow truck driver, and. St- Instructed us to throw a rock through the front window to get the car open. So that was fun. Wow. I found out that it doesn't take much force to break a car window. No. I, I mean, threw it. I threw it with about the same force as I would if I were to toss an object to somebody. You're like, here, throw me my keys. I threw it with that same amount wait, of force and it like blew the whole window out. Wait, so they wanted you to break the window so they can tell your car? Yeah, because we were junking it. We were we were having it hauled off to a junkyard by a tow truck driver. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Because they have to get in there to put the e-brake down and put it in neutral so they can tow it. Okay. And unlock the steering wheel so it can steer. Gotcha. So, it was anxiety-inducing for me. Oh, I bet. Because, like, all throughout our childhood, I was, like, I was taught by my parents, like, don't fuck with cars. Get away from cars. Don't hit cars. Because, you know, we'd always play football in the streets and hockey in the streets and stuff. Like, don't hit somebody else's car. Yeah. You know, don't fuck with anybody else's car. So it was like knowing that what I was about to do was extremely wrong. <laughs> I, my, my heart raced a little bit before I threw that rock through that window. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I got the, got the blood pumping a little bit. All right. All right. We are going to review the November 29th episode. This is a wrestling podcast of MLW Fusion Alpha. This took place from the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, home of Jake. Uh, 
home of what? Home of the Whopper? Home of the Whopper, no. yeah. <laughs> Jake, what used to emanate from the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia? ECW. Thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Circle gets the square finally. Well, sorry. I didn't know if you only mentioned something Pacific or the whole company, but yeah. <laughs> I, I figured we were going there. Yeah, no, no. Just ECW. <laughs> Who saved W? Anywho, uh, I think that's pretty much where MLW tapes their fusions, unless they're going out on the road, which is awesome. Glad to yep. see that arena has a use now in wrestling and is not going to be just torn down and blown to smithereens like the Sportatorium did in Sportatorium did in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. So first match starting off here is Casey Navarro versus Warhorse. All right, so we open up this. Uh, let's kind of just go break down what happened over the past few weeks of uh, MLW first. So we had War Chamber, which was kind of the final conclusion between uh, Contra and uh, Alex Hammerstone's faction there. Um. You know, that kind of all broke out. And then for the past few weeks on Fusion, the big thing that's been happening is the Opera Cup tournament has been happening. So that's kind of been getting down to the final two here, which would see TJP and Davey Richards face off in the finals. I just want to point out, I love Um, how they they made made it feel like this is really something worth winning, basically. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to all that. We're just kind of reviewing of what we're kind of setting the stage here. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha. And then a program had started between 5150, formerly known as LAX, and uh, Los Parks. So that started uh, a couple weeks ago. So we're just kind of giving a refresher course, setting the stage. Other than that, there really hasn't been any other storylines because, well, Fusion is only an hour long. So Yeah. Well, you forget, also, before this episode, Alex Kane Kane won the ladder match. Oh, yeah, Alex Kane. Yeah, we'll get yeah. to all that later and became yeah. the openweight champion. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and we t- we talked briefly, me and uh, Sean O'Gunn talked briefly about Alex Kane in our first ever interview, which should be up now. I uh, interviewed Sean O'Gunn uh, Friday afternoon, our first ever wrestler interview. You guys only get this one free. And then our next set of interviews are going to be on our Patreon. So we'll get to all that later. Um, so our first opening match is Casey Navarro versus Warhorse. So, as you all know, uh, Casey Navarro, very good high flyer. Warhorse, formerly of the Viking Raiders, right? Yes. In Ring of Honor, or no? It was uh, in that was in Gorilla Pro, right? Gorilla when he was Pro. with them. It, yeah. And yeah. then when they moved on to Ring of Honor, they kind of left Warhorse behind. But he kept the Warhorse gimmick, though. Right. Yeah. They kind of. Yeah. It was just. It was just the Viking Raiders, and then Warhorse was kind of out. So. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a great opening match. Um, I did make a tweet about it on our Twitter. If you want to go follow us at SmarkerPod, and Casey Navarro liked our tweet, Jake. Nice. The Casey Navarro did. Um, so yeah, I thought this was a great opening match. Great athletic athleticism by both guys, both Warhorse and uh, Casey Navarro. Yeah. Uh, really good. Um, yeah, there was a pretty funny turnbuckle spot there by Warhorse, kind of no, just I'm, playing around with Casey Navarro. Like he's the headbanger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just banging his head. He's like, "See, I can do this too." I bang my head like he's like like the like a heavy metal character type dude. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, 
it was kind of a you tall know, order, I thought, for this match with both of them being faces. Like, yeah, yeah. Usually, when you have baby face versus baby face, it's uh, it's um, it's kind of hard to really tell a story there. Yeah, I yeah, mean, granted, granted, like it's not as hard as heel versus heel. That's even harder, but yeah, it's definitely obviously the easiest is heel versus baby face. But yeah, it's, and of course, I I felt like. At times, you know, the crowd, the crowd was a little, like, a little lost in terms of who to root for in that one, too. Yeah, it seemed like a pretty quiet opening match here, right? Right. I mean, the crowd wasn't really into it, but... Not till, the, like, the middle. Because, yeah, I just I just think it's because, you know, you like both guys and, you know, they got to fight, so... um, You know, I didn't... One thing I didn't like about this match, Jake, there was pretty extensive work... Uh, by Warhorse on Casey Navarro's knee. He had him in like a, a, a almost kind of like a figure four lock. Uh, he worked on his knee for about a good, you know, almost two minutes. And coming out of that, Navarro really didn't sell that knee. And it really bothered me because I, I understand that baby face versus baby face. You can't really have like, you know, it's hard to like, get the baby face to come back on a baby face and get a shine and whatever. But I feel like if somebody's going to work that extensively on a body part in a match, it would benefit ring psychology for you to at least sell it. Gotcha. But I, think- I mean, there's no way in a real fight. I'm going to kick you three times in the shin and you're not going to come up limping. I, I don't know. I felt like he was, I mean, I mean, yeah, he worked the knee, but it wasn't like to the extreme. Like as later on, we'll, we'll see you working to the knee, but no, but I thought Casey could have sold it when he came back on offense for at least two moves. Yeah, uh, you know, just some just registering, yeah. registering right. the fact that Warhorse just worked on his knee. Yeah, just to at least register it. Acknowledgement. No, I got you. I'm not saying Navarro's got to limp around the whole entire rest of yeah. the match. Yeah, but at we'll, least which we'll see later on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 but. You know, um, <clears throat> yeah, and then, the, yeah, I like the, the size difference uh, demonstration here, too, because, like, visually speaking, Warhorse is a little bit bigger than Casey Navarro. You can kind of yeah. see that um, with Warhorse getting in his power moves there. And then um, the winner of this match was Casey Navarro. It was a pretty good match. It wasn't great. It was good. You know, good is... Good way to set the tone for the show. He is definitely good with that slice bread move. Who, Casey Navarro? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah he kind of makes that, it his own. Are you there, Jake? Are you still yeah. there? Yeah, I'm still there. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he kind of makes it he kind of makes it his own thing. And uh, you know, individualism and separation is always good things with finishers. Exactly, especially since, like, let's face it, we 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 we, we every finisher's kind of been done nowadays. So if you could just tweak it a little bit, like, kind of put your little signature on it, you know that that's that's right. the way to go about it. Like, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do a Stone Cold Stunner, you, maybe you should kind of think of something to do before beforehand or something, <laughs> make it your own. That's right. Yeah, no, I agree with it. Yeah. All right, coming out of that match, we cut to a promo. Um, with Young Goat, is, is that is, did I get that name right? That's his name, Young Goat. No, that's not his name. 
But that's, okay. This is like his nickname, though. What's his name? You got to inform me because I'm a little bit stupid here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know his name either. Exactly. All I heard yeah. him say was All Young right. Goat. All right. Exactly. The Young Goat. Yeah, okay. Young Goat. Got it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking Mark is going to just give me a whole bunch of shit when they hear this episode. I guarantee you, yep. if we ever get any listeners ever. Um, he asked if, if, uh, Tankman, uh, was sent, if he sent Tankman to help him in the ladder match and, uh, the young goat denies this and says, he says he accuses him of asking him some quote, police ass questions, end quote. (laughs) That's awesome. And then denies to speak to him and walks away. Clearly the stop snitching movement has reached MLW. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> clearly um, that that's uh that's a landmark uh campaign and myron MLW reed that's, that's his name myron reed myron reed there we go <laughs> sorry myron reed I, i'm sorry you know he's probably gonna hear this shit if we ever interview him he's like what the fuck was that about i'm sorry sir i'm well, i'm new uh, we're uh, i am i specifically just me because i don't want jake to get catch any heat for this i am new to mlw so I Forgive watched, me if I don't know everybody's yeah. fucking name on a roster. Yeah, gotcha. I was gonna say I watched it. Then of course tonight I went to the hiatus, so it's taking me it took me a minute to get back. Obviously, we're back on, so we're we're all kind of catching up. I've been going back a little bit too and ch- checking out some of the stuff right. that happened before, beforehand. Well, it's okay. Too, I'll just bit. I'll just look even more stupid in like six or seven years when Myron Reed is like a household name. So <laughs> it's only gonna affect me. I know, gotcha. Um, then we cut to uh, Cesar, uh, a little promo here. Uh, oh. Not really a promo, but a match setup ish mint of uh, Cesar is annou- announcement. There we go. That word announcement, a match <laughs> announcement that Cesar Duran has uh, made the MLW, MLW Tag Team Championship matchup next week between 5150 and Lost Parks in a Philly street fight. That'll happen next week i don't know what that means like why can't we just call shit a street fight because you gotta represent the street fight because you gotta represent the the city or town you're in jeremy i i guess but i don't know what that means like what what are they gonna is that mean that they're just gonna break out and have a fight near a fucking cheesesteak stand or what that'd be cool is that what that is (laughs) everybody because i you can use that for one for free i would like to see that (laughs) Right. I, I don't know what that means, but okay. Philly street fight. Cool. Um, <laughs> we then come out of that to cut to Emilio Sparks live streaming uh, Cesar Duran walking out with a ton of cash from a room. Let's go back for a second. I just want to just put right. over, though. I, I, I really love the 5150 promo in terms of like, like they're really getting like the count of the gang warfare going there <laughs> in that promo. Oh, dude, I, 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 well, I love just how uncensored it is. Yes, that they're too. Letting, they're letting fucks and motherfucker and you pussies <laughs> and let all that fly. It's amazing yeah. because that's so Conan. Well, even it's like, you know, he's talking about the gangster <laughs> stuff. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's, like feels, that's Conan, though. It feels raw and real, man. Right. It feels like. It feels like how if I pissed off Conan in real life, how him and all of them would all start talking to me and yell at yeah. me. And then I would be very scared, shit my pants, and run away. 
especially when um who who was the big dude that was in a homicide, right? Yeah, especially if homicide was there. Yeah. That'd be really shit in my pants. That guy that guy just looks terrible. Like like terrifying. He really yep. does. Um so as I was saying, we 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 then come out of that to cut to uh Emilio Sparks uh, live stream. Got it set up as like a live streaming, like a Instagram type interface where it's like got the hearts and the number counts going up on it, and it's got his uh, like Instagram handle name on there, and it looks like he's live streaming from a phone, even though it, it's totally not Instagram live, and you can tell that. But you know, well, they're playing off. You know, he's supposed to be a, a spy, basically, and like I like that. Right, right. He's He's supposed to be TMZ for MLW. That's yeah. that's what he is. Except for he doesn't run up to him with a light. Like, excuse me, Caesar. Yeah, yeah. How's it going tonight, man? Well, Caesar. <laughs> any of that. Well, Caesar is supposed to be like the cartel. You know, you're not supposed to directly be filming shit unless he wants you to, and that's something that he doesn't want you to. So, right. <laughs> well, this is this is good work for for Caesar as well because. When you when you have him on camera a lot, and I've been noticing this over the past few weeks, that MLW has been giving him a ton of camera time because you're building him to be an authority figure. Yeah, he is clearly an authority figure, and so when you have the right promo behind that to build him as an authority figure, it makes him look like an authority figure, yeah. which is shady, great. a shady authority figure. But yes, <laughs> right. I mean, Vince McMahon was a shady authority figure, so <laughs> that's, that's true. I mean, there was there was a whole night spent right here in Tacoma, Washington, with him and Tori Wilson trying to get it on, <laughs> and then and then and then Linda McMahon walks in and he's got his pants down. It's great. It's amazing. Yeah. Wait, was that Tori or Trish? No, that was with Tori Wilson. Oh yeah, you're right. That was Tori. <laughs> yeah, because he had just brought Tori Wilson in, and you're right. he was trying to give her the rub, basically, not in that way. <laughs> Kind of in that way. <laughs> <laughs> On camera, he was trying to give her the rub, <laughs> and then, and then, but yeah, basically giving her credibility and introducing her as a new character on Monday Night Raw. And uh, yeah, that's how that's how Tori Wilson basically got introduced to the WWE universe, yep. as they call it. Whatever the fuck. I call them WWE fans, whatever. Um, so, yeah, throughout the night, there was, uh, there was uh, all throughout the night we had in between pretty much every match after that, uh, we had, you know, continue hyping up of the Opera Cup final. You know, you, we had flashbacks to previous matches from the tournament with both TJP and Davey Richards with their opponents showing them beating them. Um, did a really good job here, um, you know, really getting uh, trying to build Davey Richards up as a as kind of like that underdog story of like, you know, he's competed in all three Opera Cups, but he hasn't won yet. Can he win tonight? You know, yeah. and and then building up TJP as the asshole Hill, showing him how he had to cheat to win a couple of matches. And, you know, it's like, well, he's not gonna be able to cheat tonight because it's the final and Davey Richards doesn't play that shit. So we'll see. And uh, yeah, great job here because, you know, this is the final and you need to build it up like it's the final. You need you need to make it feel important. And that's exactly what MLB uh, MLB. Jesus Christ. MLW. did. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, MLB is not making their shit look important right now because they're in a lockout. 
So MLW made it look important. Yeah. So I really like that. Do do you share the same sentiment, Jake? Oh, most definitely. And, you know, and in sports, you know, showing, you know, just kind of the build and the build. It's like, that's perfect. That's it's like, that's how you build your main events and stuff. That's how you make people look like a million dollars and give them the rub, not in the Vince McMahon way, but give them the rub. (laughs) (laughs) Not in the Vince McMahon, Tori Wilson way. Yep. Um, Coming out of that, we cut to uh, the beginning of just showing Willow Nightingale. Night, Nightingale, excuse me. Uh, uh, sitting, sing, sitting. God, I can't fucking talk today. Sitting ringside on commentary here, as we're going to see a featured match, our second match of the night of the Top Dogs versus the Sea Stars. Yes. Um, now, I have I have seen the Sea Stars once before tonight. This was the first time seeing the Top Dogs. I, I, I'm sorry, man, but I've just got to say right here and don't fucking call me out on this. People on Twitter and all your bullshitters. Those are not great tag team names. I'm sorry. Like those are pretty. God damn. That's well, hokey as shit. Well, well, they, ex- well, they explained though for the top dogs. I guess that's what they call the female inmates. In uh, Australia, it's like they mentioned on commentary. Yeah, I, and, I, and I the, get the, it. In the, the, like, the sea stars are, are from, are, are from, they're from the, damn it, where are they from? But they're, they're basically by the ocean, basically. That's where they grew up. Okay. I mean, they, there is a story um, Australians it. all call breakfast brekkie, but I'm not going to name my tag team fucking name brekkie <laughs> and come out as brekkie. Well, I mean, they're supposed it's to be just, like, I think they're going to go for that prison inmate thing with the top dogs, though. <laughs> I'm not so sure that's a great story. That's a great uh, backstory in today's day and age you want to go with there. But all right. No, no, it works for MLW. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. No, no, it works. I mean, we. The we, social we, we justice have... warriors might have a field day with that with that uh, backstory. But yeah. What the prison inmate? <laughs> Yes, yes. Considering that you know, a good, a good portion of the prison population in America is like it's like basically slavery and racism. Yeah, I mean they might have an issue with that. Well, well, you know what, MLW push push the envelope. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I'm just gonna say that those are not great tag team names. I'm I'm sorry. I'm fine with them. We'll have to disagree on that one. You're fine with them. You're fine with the C stars. I'm fi- I'm fine with it for what it is. I mean, I'm not because to me that's the equivalent of calling yourselves the Hawaiian Rainbow Warriors. There's no way you're going to tell somebody you're going to kick their ass if you're a C star. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. I mean, I'm so sorry. Like I I appreciate those women, all four of those women, and they worked really hard in this match. But the names are just not hitting with me. I mean, if They're I was a wrestler, not. I wouldn't be a C star. Hell no. <laughs> right, exactly. That That's my but, point. Like, and, and I think the I think kind of the run of it too is like they are sisters. You know, sisters C stars. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I okay, said, I'm, I'm I, fine with it. I guess though. I guess it's a different direction than all these fucking acronymic 
tag team, yeah. female tag team names that that wrestling has been trending with, with all the PCBs and DMDs and <laughs> Team DMD and Team PCB and Team <laughs> CDE and all this bullshit that's been happening lately in wrestling. I guess it's a good change of pace in, in that aspect. You take your CBD you know, you're today, just the Jeremy. C stars. <laughs> huh? You take your CBD today, Jeremy. CBD, CTE. <laughs> <laughs> SDD, whatever you know no i got you or uh what's that tag team that primos has the cool the only cool kids of california yep. the cock yeah oh yeah that- <laughs> <laughs> jesus california's only cool kids cock yep. catch him at primos was it is it primos not- hardcore wrestling or is it primos yeah. pro wrestling now it's primo- i think it's just primos pro wrestling Primo's Pro Wrestling. Catch the California's only cool kids cock in Primo's Pro Wrestling. I don't think they're active anymore. (laughs) No, they are. I just saw them on the recent flyer that Joey posted. I think that was a throwback. They're definitely active. Huh? I think that was a throwback. Was was that a throwback? Yes. (laughs) Hold on. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. It's Primo's Premier Pro Wrestling. Get it fucking right, Jake. Primo's Premier Pro Wrestling. Uh... Was that a throwback? Yeah, he, he likes to throw the throwback stuff on there all, on Facebook all the time. Okay, well, never mind. Don't catch him. <laughs> yeah, don't, okay. don't, don't show up at Primo's and say I'm here for cock. Just don't do that. Please don't. It's a good thing. I, it's a good thing I'm here, man. <laughs> it's a good thing something. that you are here. Yep. It is. However, it is it is current that uh, current AEW Dark Star Rob Ryzen will be having a seminar there. So yes, that is that is there. You go. I'm sorry, Ryzen. Sorry to mean to give away his government legal first name. Um, I'm sorry, Rob. Don't kill me. I, I think we can get Rob on the show one time, right? I, I think so. I'll, I'll see why we couldn't. Yep. You know, if we actually get we'll some try. listeners. Yep. You know. All right. He might decide to come on. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, good, good heel work by the top dogs early on. Um, you know, the sea stars, they come out, they're kind of showing off to the crowd, you know, trying to get the crowd engaged and top dogs just start beating them down. Yeah, that's, that's good. I like that. I like yeah. the whole, I like that wrestling is turning away from this whole, uh, you know, let's stare at each other and, and shuffle around the ring for two minutes and clap and try to get the crowd into it to now. It's just like, yeah, I'm going to beat your ass. Here we go. Yeah. I like that. We've transitioned out of that time in wrestling. Cause yeah. that time was corny as shit. You could tell that top dogs are pretty kind of green too in this match a little bit. I think I think both teams are fairly green. I mean, C stars they have a little, a little more experience. I think a little more, but still pretty green, no, right? But I did love like, the, the transition move that uh, the top dogs did with uh, with the uh, um, what the firemen's carry into the powerbomb, though tag team. Yeah. I, I like that move. I was like. It's like, man, I wish more teams would kind of use that one. Yeah, plus, like, it it, it gives more, you know, gives more of, like, a hill credibility to the top dogs because, you know, <sighs> please don't kill me for this one, ladies. The top dogs are visibly more filled out than the sea stars are. So they are the bigger wrestlers here. So they Set. should be doing power moves is what I'm saying. Send your hate mail to Jeremy's Instagram. <laughs> I don't have an Instagram. I have an Instagram for the show. You can send me the hate mail there and call me a misogynistic asshole all you want, but it makes sense psychologically. I'm sorry. 
I'm not trying to call anybody fat or anything. I'm really not. I'm just saying that visibly speaking, the top dogs should be doing power moves on the sea stars because oh, yeah. there is a size difference there. No, I got you. That is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh Willow Nightingale, not great on commentary. Yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna throw that out I mean, there. I mean, she she kind of needs needs to work it a little bit more. And plus, you know, I, I remember at the end of the match too, um, when her opponent ho- hollow Alright, we got the edit that part out. Uh, hollow hollow what what's the name? <laughs> Sorry, I just heard we got the ad. Go to the bathroom. Yes, it's through the bathroom. No, I'm gonna leave that in. I'm gonna leave that no, in. That's my lovely wife, everybody, yelling at my daughter because my daughter's absolutely screaming at her, and she's like, "I just let me go to the bathroom." <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Okay. But when uh yeah, Willow's part uh opponent Hollow what what's her name? Hold. Hollow Dead, Hollow Dead that came out with a Hol- face paint and looked pretty awesome. There you go. We'll call it that. No, ho- no, Hollow Dead. That's her. That's her name. Hollow Dead. Okay, say it right. Hollow Dead. She came out. I mean, there was kind of that. I felt like there was kind of an awkward transition. An awkward transition where where Willow had to kind of throw down her uh, her headset. I think she should have just kind of taken it off a little sooner because <laughs> there was like a, yeah. kind of a there was like the the pause was noticeable because obviously they don't want to wreck the headset. <laughs> The there were also set. a couple spots in this match where that was like that too. Yeah. With the uh with the uh taking the crossbody from or the not the crossbody, but the moonsault off the top turnbuckle with the two top dogs there. They kind of just like or yeah, was it was it that? Cause they like because they they not they got kind of stunned a little bit and then they were trying to run to the turnbuckle and they, they kind of just like stopped and then just stood there and then kind of ran and then did it. Yeah. Was it that? Yeah. That see that, yeah, that wasn't great either. But, yeah. But you know, it's just something that everybody can work on and you know, it's nobody's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, we also have to make one very important note here. Okay. This is the first time that all four of these girls are working together and they don't know each other from nowhere. It's not like these girls well, have faced each other on the indie scene before, I, because I, I don't want to say that for sure. Like, you never know. <laughs> If it was, it was probably for one match a, like a while ago. You know how many tag yeah. team matches? They probably worked since then. So what I'm saying is that there's not the chemistry because the top dogs came over from ROH, right? No? No, they didn't come from ROH. They came, I can't remember. But it was their MLW debut is what I'm yeah, saying. It's a, new, it's a new team. So it's new like team. new team, new, new area, new, new place. And when you're doing, when you got a bunch of team spots in a tag team match, it can become a clusterfuck yeah. just as about as much as a, as a fatal four way can be. Yeah. It, it really can in all honesty here. Yeah. You know, I, I can't tell you how many like tag team main event matches me and Jake were in the back for, and you could see all four guys just losing their damn mind trying to figure out what spots are where. Yeah. So you got to coordinate more. You got four yeah, extra it's, bodies in there. <laughs> if you got a if you got a lot of team spots, which there seems to be like an all time high of team spots in tag team wrestling nowadays, it's like, well, they're trying to bring back become, tag team wrestling. I feel like it's having definitely res- resurgence. 
No, I'm just saying, like, just the team spots in general for tag yeah. team wrestling. But yeah, so yeah, yes, tag team wrestling as a, as a whole is making a comeback. But like, the team spots are happening more frequently than they used to. Yeah, like uh, it used to be just like you know interference or something like that. Now it's like half the matches is team spots. Yeah, and so right. when you get like multiple team spots in one match, it could become a clusterfuck because you're trying to figure out which team spot this is out of five. Yeah, you know, and and not only that, these girls are working together for like what is presumably the first time. Yes. If it's either the first time or a long time in a while, it's one of the two, because there was a lot of people looking like deers in the headlights in the ring, yeah. just looking lost. Either way, and 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 let me just make something clear and very too. I really respect anybody who gets in a wrestling ring, so it's not like I'm gonna I'm gonna shit all over these four girls because. They, I would, I would just never do that because I, we're just being critical here. I'm not trying to ruin anybody's career. I, you know, and that's why you continue. That's why you have a match the next week and the next week is because there's just always room to get better, and they will always get better. So I'm not trying to fucking sit here and, you know, believe me, me and Jake have shared our experiences of of assholes and dicks ripping us apart for our wrestling ability in wrestling we've experienced that we've been there we know what it feels like i'm not trying to do that right now because yeah, yeah. we've been through that exactly more times than i can count on my yeah. fucking hands and and feet. <laughs> yep so um with that being said c stars end up winning good for them hopefully you know um i i, I kind of hope there's like a, a storyline in between these two tag teams you know and Something starts with this because that'd be cool. Yeah, and we definitely the personalities to... are definitely there. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, the and personalities like said, are definitely there, and you you always like a good classic David versus Goliath yeah. type situation. Yeah, just keep building stories, especially with you as with tag teams. And I, and I and I think and I and I think that's a port like when we out were on the downslope back when there was a downslope of tag team wrestling. Part of it is like like you know there's not enough good story built up. Like there were some right. Like, like that's what you still need, you know. Exactly, and you know, to be to be frankly honest, and I'm not trying to be like a social justice warrior or anything, but I feel like there needs to be more time for women on on camera too. You know, I, I feel like, I mean, women women's wrestling is making leaps and bounds as a whole, but I still feel like it's not as equal as it could be, especially well, with so many great female personalities now. Well, they do have WoW again now coming back. If it's not back already. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, yeah. You know, they ditched Ring of Honor for it. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Who, who is that? Who is the uh, Sinclair Broadcasting? Is that who it was? Yeah. That That's going to have it now that had uh, Ring of Honor? I'm not sure. We'll have to look that up and we'll, I'll make Pretty sure. Pretty sure it was Sinclair Broadcasting. Okay. Um, so we come out of that match nonetheless, and we cut to Emilio Sparks showing Cesar again and his henchman. Does his henchman have a name? The guy in the mask? No, he doesn't need it. Okay, name. so he's, I'm, I'm just going to call him his henchman. Okay, yeah, it works. Because he's a henchman. Yep. Uh, showing Cesar um, his brother's mask in like a box type thing, and Cesar says, okay, yep, that's my brother's mask, and then his henchman just walks away, and we cut. Yep. Um, 
And now we cut to a press conference room set up here with new national open weight champion, Alex Kane. Um, he says he's going to establish a new Bumaye fight club. Um, I guess uh, referring to his African roots um, that I believe he has, right? Yeah. He's like actual African roots. So, And we're also going back to like the Muhammad Ali, yeah. George Fraser, Rumble in the Jungle type days. Um, and says that he has a new contract assigned for a gym in Atlanta. So basically, uh, it's just a promo here, you know, recognizing the fact that Alex Kane is the new open weight champion and kind of also, you know, giving him a chance to shine while closing out a storyline. Alex Kane, holy shit, dude. This guy, he ha- he has it. Like, I... Yeah. Like, like I feel like this guy, he, he, he reminds me kind of... His wrestling style is kind of like Taz. That back back when Taz was in ECW, but he but he has a lot of personality too. Like really really shines through. Like he's big he too. Has lot, he has charisma. He, he like he's massive. And it's like it's like whoa. He's like you could, they they really have something with this guy. Yeah, yeah. He he's one of one of a few on the MLW roster who has a bright future ahead of him. Yep. Um, then we come out of that. We cut to a promo for uh, Alex Hammerstone. Uh, the announcement for him to be in action next week. That Cesar has made a, a match for him, but um, we don't know who it's going to be against. So it's uh, yep. it's uh, he's going up against Vacant. Again. Vacant, yeah, that's you right. Know. You know, Vacant yeah. has won the title more more, more than any better wrestler in the, in the history. Especially in WCW, you should have seen how many times vacant won. <laughs> that damn vacant well, <laughs> won the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. He is the undisputed. So I guess Ric Flair is not the only sixteen-time champion. No, no, vacant. He's like <laughs> he's got he's got the most. <laughs> yep. <laughs> vacant. Who has yep. the most title reigns in wrestling history? Oh, Ric Flair. Yeah. Wrong. Vacant. That's right. <laughs> That's wrong. Is it John Cena? No, vacant. Vacant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut to uh, a fifty-one fifty promo that uh, stating here they're uh, we're building up the match with the uh, Los Parks. Uh, they didn't have to go through all the bullshit wrestling politics to get a title yep. shot, and they proceed to go on about how they're going to beat Los Parks. Uh, Great promo here by fifty one fifty. I realized Look. I jumped the I jumped the gun earlier when we talked about. I was bringing up the promo when we were talking about fifty one fifty earlier. Like, ah, damn it! <laughs> yeah, it's just the the only thing that's weird about this match is that it's a one sided build. We don't hear anything from those parks, and yes, I know that Laparca doesn't speak English, and neither does all of his uh, the other ones that are in in the trios. But I see this is I want to talk about this real quick because this is an issue what, that you I say, feel is like, huh? I was gonna say, would you say they need like a translator then to come out, kind of like Penta? Yeah, because I'm tired of this bullshit of, uh, well, this luchador will never get over in America because he can't speak English. Bullshit. Um, look at uh, um, who's the one with the translator right now? That's, That's really Penta. hot. 
That's yeah. Penta. Look at them. Why can't you do that for for every lucha talent? Why? Don't give me that bullshit. It's like, oh, they'll never because they'll never be able to cut a promo. Bullshit. Oh, so you're gonna tell me that Davari can be a translator for the Great Khali and he can get over like Rover, but uh, a luchador he can't do the same thing for? Yep. I guess. Come on, man. The Singh brothers with 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 fucking uh, Jinder Mahal. No, no, I agree with you. I think and then though, Jinder, Jinder Mahal spoke fucking English, by the way. May I, may think, I just add that? Yeah, I think though for for right now though, those parts didn't really need to cut their own promo or anything like that, just because they're working for Cesar. Like then, like, well then like have say then have Cesar be in there with them cutting the promo. That's true. Why but, not? Yeah, I guess I, 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 I guess that's fair. It's just untraditional and weird to see a one-sided build to a match. I'm just going to say that. Gotcha. I know everybody can go tell my tradition to shove it up my ass, but (laughs) that's how I feel. But, man, I still Um, love this promo, though. (laughs) Like like we talked about earlier. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. 51-50. Let me just make this very clear. They did a really good job. Like, I'm not. This has nothing to do with 51-50. Yeah. Amazing dudes with their characters and what they do. Yep. Obviously, you know, they got Conan, uh, homicides in there, right? Yeah. B- uh, Boogie. Yep. Yep. So you got, you got, you got, you know, three dudes who are pretty well seasoned on the mic and know what they're doing. Yep. Yes, they do. All right. Coming out of that to a, uh, a little, little promo spot here of, uh, Enzo, formerly known as Enzo Amore. That's going to be interesting. Going to be debuting next week on MLW Fusion Alpha. Yeah. By the way, I I see you didn't put it in our notes, but like um, after the show, they also announced he. Uh, I guess he's going to be oh. wrestling Matt Cross. So that's yeah. So that's a very interesting first opponent to have coming in. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I will say that. Yeah, because they, I didn't know they weren't gonna they were gonna do promos after the main event to make announcements after the main event. I didn't know they were going to do that, but that's what yeah, they did after, <laughs> after the TJP Davy Richards match was over. They did um, make announcements that Enzo would be wrestling against uh, um, Matt cross next week. Yeah. This is a very interesting opponent, but um, good season veteran that they can put him in the ring with and, you know, get him get that ring rust off of him because it's been a while. Since we've seen anything for the like, I guess the last in ring action that Enzo had was the Madison Square Garden angle, right? Yeah, for Ring of Honor. Yeah, I think that I think that was it. So it's been a pretty long time, man. It's, it's pretty much Enzo trying to hijack stuff. <laughs> That's the way I forget. Yeah. Oh yeah, he and then he did Survivor that. At, uh, he did a Survivor Series. Was that in, yeah, in Brooklyn? Did, yeah, he did that first before the Ring of Honor, though. Oh okay. Remember, right? But, uh, but yeah, started, that's where like, he was, it, and then they, the security threw him out. <laughs> yeah, because he took off the the wig, or or he put on the wig, or some shit like that, and stood up and uh, started hooting and hollering on his chair. Is that what? Oh it, no, no, what no, no, He was reciting. No, he was reciting his uh, what he always used to say when he brought out Big Cass. Uh, my name is Enzo Amore. Yeah, I'm a yeah. And the crowd still was going with it. I mean, that's what. <laughs> Yeah, Vince doesn't like that. Yeah, it was like he, basically he could hijack the show. 
<laughs> just by doing that. God damn it. Get that troll bastard out of the seats. Get him out of the seats. <laughs> Holy crap. That was, that was a really good impression, by the way. I, I could only imagine that's what Vince said that night. He yeah. probably was losing it over the headset. God damn it. Get the camera off him. <laughs> All right. Uh, that being said, set aside, um, we cut to Emilio Sparks and uh, showing Cesar walking to his brother's closet to unleash him. And then his henchman notices Emilio's camera out of nowhere. And uh, Emilio runs away. I like that getting part. scared and getting recognized and saying, "Oh shit, we should get out of here." See, I figured if you're gonna if you're gonna go if you're gonna go through this, you should go all the way. Like, yeah, like have a part. Like, yeah. hey, you, like he's not supposed to be filming what he's filming. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Like, cartel don't like being filmed. <laughs> that's right. They they don't like being filmed. Diamond yeah. Dallas Stage WWF 2002 style. Yeah. Okay, yep. they don't like it. Nope. Except for Emilio didn't put on that weird voice disguiser. That really yeah. disappointed me. <laughs> I like the voice disguiser. Um, well, here it is, folks. Our main event of the night. TJP versus Davey. Davey Richards. Is it Davey Richards, right? Davey Richards, yep. The American Davey World. Richards for the 2021 Opera Cup final here. Yep. Uh, this was a doozy. It, was, uh, it went about 35 minutes. Just about, yeah. right, Jake? Yeah, yeah, they gave, they gave it, it plenty of time. Match. Yes, it was. Uh, it was a great pacing of the match here to start out. Uh, they started out pretty slow with uh, Matt wrestling and holds. And I really enjoyed that because, you know, they're really trying to take you on an adventure and tell you a story here. Yeah. By the way, one thing uh, I want to I point out, too, like, like, I think they did a good job of kind of like, because they discussed, uh, strat- like, Commentators discussed the, the strategies that Davey Richards and TJP had before coming into the match. Like TJP said, he was going to go for the knee, and Davey Richards said he was going to out mat wrestle them. Like I, I didn't, I didn't mind them kind of like commentators like kind of building it that way a little bit too. Yeah, that's that's kind of my next note here. Is uh, it's great heel work by TJP exploiting the knee history yep. of Davey Richards. You know, they'd mentioned several times that Richards has had knee problems and. Uh, Great, great heel work here by TJP to exploit that out. Yeah, and uh, and and you know and um, you know also for beating for beating him up and and uh, just kind of taking control and looking like he was dominating Richard, getting more getting more uh, sympathy for Richards as a babyface. Yes, good. This is this is good classic old school stuff that worked thirty years ago. Worked forty years ago, works today. Yeah, still does. If you, if you, as long as it's done right, and uh, who would ever thought TJP and Davy Richards would be a perfect combination to tell this story? Yeah. Um, in a, in a, in a, in a lot of ways too. This kind of reminds me about uh, with the Paul Heyman philosophy. You know, because I'm gonna be honest with you, Jake. Davy Richards is does not have great mic skills. Right, I think we can all acknowledge that in the, in the buildup of this match, he's not really a character as he is a great in ring worker. Right? Yeah, I mean he, he he's passable. I mean he I've, I've right, seen he's passable, I, but he's I not like impact. He, he did okay, but he's not like he's not like TJP. No, no TJ, like, TJP TJP right. clearly is a walking personality. Right? Yes. 
Okay, so no, that's that. why I like that's why I like the the beating him up and getting sympathy on him because it kind of just yep. like what Paul Heyman used to do, you know, accentuate the positives, block out the negatives. Not great on the mic, but we can still get him over as a baby face in the ring by beating the shit out of him. Yeah. That's what I like. You know, I'll come to think of it. Eddie, Eddie Edwards, his, his longtime tag partner, was actually more of the mouthpiece, too. <laughs> exactly. And and that's not a knock on, on Davey Richards. You know, not everybody's great on the mic. That's okay. You know? Well, you I get over like, one or two ways. I mean, obviously we'll, we'll get we'll get there when we do, but I I did like his I like I like I like the speech he gives at the end of the match though. I did as well. Um I like the I like the selling of the knee by Richards. Did a great job of getting his ass kicked. Oh yes. Amazing. I liked it when he when he went on the outside, he went for a kick on Eddie Edwards. I'm sorry, not sorry. Why did I say his tag partner? No, when I when he not when he kicked TJP and immediately afterwards, it's like, oh, <laughs> right. Like, and then like he sold uh, me right after he kicking, kicking him. It's like, that's smart. Right. And, and another thing I liked about this match too, is how, you know, they're kind of letting uh, TJP get his shine on offensively. Yeah. In, in this, in this match as well, which is, you know, which is, you know, in a, in a, with a veteran like Davey Richards, you know, TJP is fairly new. And, you know, you're trying to establish him as a star in your company. And that's a great way to do that. You know, Davey Richards made him look like a million dollars. Yes. In this match, which is great. Um, and, you know, uh, it was a very good match. Davey Richards wins it is your 2021 Opera Cup champion. Um, it was a great, great match uh, for the occasion. It, it made both stars have to pull out all the stops to win. And that's what a finals match should be all about. Yep. You know, if it's the final, it's the final showdown and we're at high noon, you know, you should be trying to do all that you can to win. Yeah. I was going to say TJP though. He's, I mean, he's, he, the man's, he's actually been doing this for a while too. I mean, he's like, he's 38. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but as far I mean, he as looked, like he looks, he he's, he's fairly new as far as the mainstream wrestling world goes. Yeah, you yeah, know, I, I will say that. I mean, he what did two hundred five though? Of course, in WWE, he did two hundred five live. Yes, yeah. and you know, he was in New Japan for quite a long time before that. Yeah, and then he, but, of course, he did he did some he did a little bit of work in Impact. Yeah, he, that was in an age though in New Japan where it wasn't, you know followed by everybody in america like it was when omega and all them were over there yeah uh drawing recognition to it so as far as like american mainstream wrestling fans are considered he's a fairly new face you know if if you're asking the iwc then yeah he's uh he's a pretty established veteran yeah yeah i guess that's fair you wouldn't know unless you were following New Japan, gotcha. which I don't know how the hell you were pre Bullet Club. Now he wasn't Ring of Honor 2003 to 2012 though. For, yeah, but I guess that but, was that was more of the kind of back, like you said, you had to be kind of more the internet. Yeah, you you had to have the big name like Danielson and Punk and Cabana, yeah, and Hero. Those were the those you said 2003, right? 2003 to 2013. Yeah, because those were the names. Or hold on, hold on, hold on. 2003 to 2012, sorry. 
yeah, I mean, unless your last name was Punk, Cabana, Hero, or Danielson, uh, I, very little people knew who you were. Yeah. It, it was, it, and even very little, few people even knew those people. That's you had to be, you had to seek it out. That's true. It wasn't, it wasn't right in front of your face. So it's, I'm just speaking strictly on a mainstream wrestling audience standpoint yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That- He's a fairly new face. Yeah. I'm not trying to discredit his past work or anything. It's just the fact of. Sometimes it's all about right place, right time in the no, wrestling no, industry, right? And yeah. he was in a he was in organizations in a time where not a lot of people knew about it. Well, and, and let's face it, too. Even even back when he was on two hundred five, like we we know how little attention that show was given to WWE. Yes, and so a lot of people okay. kind of tuned that out anyway. Because <laughs> within like what was it like six months' time, it was relegated to the network. Yeah, it was. Then, it was not even on television yeah. after like six months. At, at times, yeah. I mean, they still have a few two or five matches and here and there, but yeah, it was just it was just like oh, cruiserweights there. <laughs> it was on the same level as main event and superstars. That's not yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but nonetheless, <laughs> now that we're god damn dude, I don't know what it is about WWE. They just suck you in and make you talk about them. Hate it. Well. Um, we're- well, I mean, at the, for better or worse, you know, they're always going to have that foothold. And, he, like, obviously, everybody's every every wrestler has had, I mean, mo, I mean, not, I'm not going to say every wrestler, but most wrestlers have at least had a foot. You lead, eat, at the very least, yeah. a trial at this point. Yeah, no, it is. But uh, nonetheless, though, like you said, Jake, great uh, little uh, speech here at the end by Davey Richards. Um. At the end, if you want to elaborate more on that, yeah, well, I, I, lo- I love the speech. I mean, I want to, I don't want to compare it too much to, to kind of like Rocky speech, and but like it's one that kind of reminded me a little bit, you know, like hey, I set out for a goal to, and I and I accomplished it. You know, I'm gonna fight hard, you know, for the for the fans and Philly of MLW. It was de- de- it was definitely great, and you can you can feel the I felt the emotion. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was a great tournament as well. I mean, you had here in the tournament as well uh, that began, you had Calvin Tankman, Matt Cross, TJP, Alex Shelley, David Richards, Tommy Lawler, Bobby Fish. Yep. Uh, and Lee Mort, Mort, is it Mortuary? Is that his Mort- name? No, Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty. Yeah, Just think uh, of uh, think of uh, Sherlock Holmes' greatest nemesis. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, all participate in this tournament here. Yeah, and both why Lee, the hell Lee Moriarty are they saying and Bobby Fish are are from AEW too? And they they did point that out too <sighs> in the commentary. They were like, "It's kind of that forbidden door." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was good. Yeah. Bobby Fish was in here, so it was a pretty damn good tournament, yep. man. Some pretty good. Wikipedia made this funny little uh what? No, that is not what happened. Was TJP pulled out of the tournament due to injury? Which what are you looking at? Wikipedia. It says right here in the semifinal matchups, 
It says TJP was pulled out of the tournament due to injury and Alex Kane substituted for him. I don't remember that at all. Unless that was a former one. They don't. No, this is saying 2021 Opera Cup. I'm not seeing it. I see return to MLW and then. Hmm. 2019. Nonetheless, though, that's some pretty good top talent, though. Yeah. Uh, to to be competing um in this uh in this opera cup here. Pretty 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 good uh pretty good conclusion to uh was it a three week storyline here that they built that they had this tournament over? Yeah. Three or four weeks. Great. It's great. It's a great way to center your your show around. You know. Yeah. By the way, I, I I have a theory too that. So I remember Jr. was saying this too on his podcast, and we'll probably we'll probably see you know sometimes people who are mainly on AW Dark and stuff might pop up on MLW because like Jr. says like they need to get more matches. <laughs> yeah, and and, and, and that, it's and another payday for him. Yep, exactly. You know, I I mean I I'm sure I don't know what the contract structure is like for an AEW dark wrestler and maybe we can get some more elaboration on that if we ever get Ryzen on the podcast. Well, Ryzen, Ryzen, he's he's still he's still wrestling in our companies too. That's what I'm saying. All those all those wrestlers have that freedom. I'm not yeah. sure how they're probably just getting paid on a per show basis, I imagine. Yeah. I imagine they're getting paid per show. I don't think they really have contracts with AEW. I think there's not, like, not all of them. I mean, not they probably they probably just sign a contract for the night and they're like, okay, this is what we're paying you tonight, and you're gonna sign this. And although I do, like, I do, I do think some of them have flex part more probably a flexible contract. I know Bobby Fish is at, he, he. I know he is probably still contracted to All Elite Wrestling because he's he's done enough yeah show stuff, but. Well, I just saw even with MCW, Adam Cole's doing a show over at MCW. Yeah, out there in Maryland, they're they're advertising him. So it's like, um, <clears throat> I don't know. It just I, they definitely have the freedom to go wherever they want to. Yeah. Although I think it's, I think it's more they have the freedom, but they probably still have to kind of. I have I have a feeling they kind of have to clear it a little bit with Tony. Well, yeah, of course, because like, of like of TV, TV, and also like. So I remember Eric Bischoff was saying this too in his podcast how he uh yeah and then he, he wanted they to make got, sure they, they had a really kind of some type of some type of working relationship like a clearance. Yeah, see, they even got they even got Enzo appearing at MCW. Yeah, he appeared tonight at MCW. That's interesting. But, but I like but I love the whole forbidden door open in all the independence. Like it's like they're becoming the territories again. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really cool. Yeah, it, it's awesome. Uh, nonetheless, man, a uh, pretty good show for you know you you don't realize it when the show is going, but there was only three matches on the show. I think what happens is there's no commercials too. Like you kind of <laughs> there is, but they're not like okay. well, they're wrestling commercials, <laughs> right? They're they're promotion interpromotional commercials for yep. MLW shop. Yep, is what they are. So it's not like like they're commercials, but they're not commercials. Yeah. But like, yeah, you don't really notice that, though. Right. Right. You don't really notice how uh, how very little wrestling there is. But nonetheless, man, that doesn't take away from the fact of how entertaining this show truly was. So, you know, less is um, more sometimes. I mean, 
Exactly. And and you know they they touched on other storylines too. Exactly. You know it wasn't it wasn't just like they left everybody out and there was only three matches. No, they they touched pretty good on some other storylines. And you know what else it does as well? It you know it saves bodies. Yeah. You know less bumps you got to take, more time you get in front of a camera. You know so, um, great show overall. I really enjoyed it. Great way to close out a. Yeah. Three week tournament, and it goes to show you that you know you don't necessarily have to structure your show around your champion all the time to make it a good show. Yeah. But I mean, was uh, Alex was Hammerstone involved? Yeah, he was involved, but you know they still they still kind of gave him his shine, but it wasn't completely centered around Alex Hammerstone. Yeah. I was gonna say I am I am gonna be they did a good job of building for next next week too at least. At least in my eyes, like yeah, I'm, that fifty-one fifty match, absolutely fifty-one fifty match. The Enzo. You know, I'm curious who Hammerstone's going to wrestle, and I'm curious how the Matt Cross versus Enzo is going to go. It's like I, I'm right. excited for next week. Planting those seeds is yep. very important, and it's, <laughs> man, Court Bowers got that figured out too. Yeah, he's got to figure out how to plant those seeds at the right time. You know, we what's the most what's the most important element in wrestling, Jake? Timing. Timing. Timing is everything. And timing. Uh Court Bauer knows how to that was a perfect time to plant those seeds throughout the show. He knows how to he knows how to pace a show really fucking well. Really well. Shout out to Court Bauer for that. Because yeah. he knows how to pace a show pretty goddamn good. Oh yeah. I and just to plant the seeds, what plant what seeds to plant at the right time to get you invested for the next week. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that was MLW Fusion from November 29th, 2021. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, any any closing thoughts about this show for you, Jake? Nah, like I say, it was great, man. I'll definitely be watching it next week. Yeah, we will. Yep. We follow up on uh all the shows. Did you catch Rampage? On Friday, I, have, I still have not caught that. I was gonna watch that after dinner tonight. I try to watch some of this with, yeah. with, my, with my mom. She actually likes to. <laughs> she loves AEW too. In my opinion, though, like AEW needs to do more with Rampage. I need to see more out of Rampage. I feel no, like I, it's like I feel like well, it's the equivalent to WCW Saturday Night. Well, I feel like there's not much to it. Well, they're they're in, just like here's three well, matches. Well, they're an One hour. hour we're too. done. Well, well, well. Obviously, MW had the one hour, three matches too. Yeah, but they weaved in a whole bunch of storylines, and there was actually like eventful things going on. Like, well, part of it's there was only two, I guess. Yeah, it just it kind of kills it for me. I just can't get into Rampage I, all too that much. I, I, I am like I said, I, I am for. When anybody asked me this, I think Rampage needs to go two hours. Yeah. It's not too much. I don't think it's the reason why the reason why WWE is too much is because they got fucking ten hours split between six <laughs> shows a week. Like that's a lot. But you're gonna give me four hours a week. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. Because I remember that night when they did have Rampage basically two hours. They had hour one, hour two. Which kind of confused yeah. my which kind of confused my DVR too, because I had to like, oh I forgot there's they're splitting it like that. <laughs> I think like we we're might going, see, we're going old school here. <laughs> so I think we I think might Ron see an WCW expansion of, 
We might see an expansion of of Rampage when a uh, Dynamite's going to move to TBS soon, yeah. right? I don't yeah, know. They're, ex- they're they're on the. I think they're kind of on a fence about that. Really? I, I, I know. I know. Rampage is going to TBS. That's for. I think that's almost right. Time. Okay, so that's so when Rampage moves to TBS, it might go two hours, and that's what they should do. Yeah, that's what, I feel like that's what they should do. But also, they should keep. I think they should keep Elevation and and Dark going on the internet. I do like having some type of internet wrestling from yes. them too, because. Because I do, I do believe it or not, I do watch it sometimes too. I get it; it's a lot of enhancement title, talent taking on squash, winning squash to get more wins and stuff, and then they throw a one or two competitive matches in there. But it, but it works, you know, and it, it's a good way to ex- right. kind of keep exposing, exposing, you know, unheard of names to kind of get get some camera time and some shine, you know. Well, more importantly, too, Jake, is it gives people a chance to work. A TV structured environment. Yes. To learn how to work a TV structured environment. Yes. You know, Tony Khan is not going to put you on TV unless you know how to work on a TV structured environment. Yeah. And also a little bit, a little note to AEW. If you have this problem, which AEW does, if you have too much talent, let him fucking go. AW, I'm sorry, but they have too much talent. They have yeah. way too much. They have way too many wrestlers, man, that need camera time that don't get it because you're constrained to only three hours of television a week. Well, like I said, the, the extra they, you hour have for- you have so much you have so much wrestlers on that roster who deserve a storyline and a program that don't get it because you only have three hours of television I mean, every week. I mean, let them like, go. Well, like I said, I mean, the extra hour for Rampage is probably hell with that. But also, I don't Pandemic's know. over. Indies oh, are about to boom. I, I was going to say, let them go. I was, I was going to say too, though, like, like, obviously you don't need to see everybody on Dynamite every week, though, either. You can let. That's what I'm saying. So if, which is fine because you, you yeah, you can't because they're, they're running into the same problem that the WWF did in the early 2000s. You have all these great wrestlers, but you can only split them between four hours, you know, four to three hours of television a week. So you can't use everybody, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. You just, you just let have go. everybody not take terms. I don't, I, I, I don't think it's, I think it's a little too early to kind of. Think I'm not that. saying gut half your roster. <laughs> I got you. But the ones that do deserve a storyline that aren't getting a storyline. The indies are about to boom right now. Let them go. Like, you know, you helped them through the... I understand why Tony signed most of those wrestlers is to help them through the pandemic. But the pandemic, while it's not, like, officially over, we're at a point where wrestling organizations are running shows and making money now. So they have a place to go to make money is my point. So let them go. I I can't can't think of a single person I want to see play that go from AEW, though. Huh? I don't. I don't. I can't think of somebody who I'd want to see be let go though from AEW. Like, I'm not saying that for a bad thing. Like, I know you don't like it when people lose their jobs or whatever. Like, I know you're completely yeah. against that, but it's like, I feel like there are some stars on the AEW roster that could be huge stars in other organizations. 
and get those proper spotlights and promo time that they deserve. No, I got you. I'm not saying gut half your roster. I'm not saying that at all, but let them let them go be a star somewhere else instead of just saying, oh, well, we ran out of TV time to use you this week. No, no talent wants to hear that. That's fucking demoralizing. Everybody's there because they want a prominent role on a wrestling show. Well, there's always dark and elevation, too. I mean, you can. Yeah, but you also you also run to the same issue there, too, because what dark is only like, what, two hours? Uh, I think it's one now. Exactly. Elevation is one. And, and you're trying to get all the people that you don't have on Rampage or Dynamite a chance to shine. There's a lot of people. No, I get that. Yeah. No, I'm not saying I'm not advocating for anybody to lose their jobs. I'm just saying, like, we've been those guys, Jake, where we've been technically on a roster and we come in there show after show and we're not doing anything. Kind of irritates you a bit. No, I get that. You know, I I want to be out in a match on TV. If I, if I, you want to tell me right now, if you got signed to AEW that you're thinking, Oh man, I wonder who I'm going to be in a program with. No, it's probably one of the first thoughts on your mind, right? What do you got for me creatively? I'd be realistic. I know I'd probably, if if I got signed there, obviously I'd like, okay, I'm probably going to be on dark elevation a while, put over, put over Will Hobbs in a, in a five minute squash match or less. (laughs) What depends. It Come depends on the character. He'll, 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 he'll body slam me and stuff. I'm, I'll probably pay my dues for a while, and I'll just keep trying to hopefully pull a Fuego de Soul and kind of keep getting getting that you know sympathy or something like that. I it mean, depends, like I said, though, it, Jake. It, it does kind of depend. Because Nick Gage, right on Dynamite. Nick Gage was an ex... Well, well, he, well, if he, well he's not AW though either. Like he, I understand that, but that's what well, that's what I'm saying. If you're hot enough and you're in demand enough and you're a hot star, you're going right on dynamite. That's true. Tony's not even going to bother wasting your time on dark. If you're if you can be put on like if AW signed Hit Row today, where are they going? Go right the fuck on dynamite. They're not going to dark. Mm-mm. You can't tell me with the personality and the fact that those dudes can write their own TV that they did, that they're going to go to dark and do no, what? No, they'll definitely, definitely, make, a, they'll definitely make a splash. They'll, I'm pretty sure they'll work a yeah, few matches you're on You're putting dark. your asses straight on Dynamite. They'll, they'll, if Bray Wyatt shows up, he's going straight to Dynamite. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you're not putting Bray Wyatt in fucking dark. It's just not happening. That's my point. Like, if you're, if you're a hot name... Well, sometimes they do. You're going straight big, to dynamite. Sometimes they still have the big stars do something on dark, though, a little bit, like a squash. Yeah, no, that like, of course, because you know, you know, this is show you know to give some facial and name recognition to dark. Because if you're just watching a bunch of, you know, uh, really good indie guys, the the interest is going to dwindle a little bit, obviously, because you know, especially if you're like. Yeah. A common AEW fan, and you're like, "Well, where's Sting, and where's Moxley, and where's Darby Allen, and where's where's all these other guys?" Except, you know, except when AEW, like, yeah, gives you a reason to tune in. 
Yeah, but I remember when AEW first started, though, they, they actually had Kenny Omega face Joey Janela on Dark. They had a... Yeah, that well, that a lot of that probably had to do with the fact that they couldn't travel and put on different yeah, shows and yeah. was kind of relegated to one place. So you can do that. Well, also, I was talking like the beginning, like back before COVID. Mm. But yeah, but well. but but I mean, it, like I said, it's just I don't know. It's, it, I, I I'm pretty sure Tony knows what he's doing, and he. Yeah, no, he's definitely not dumb. He, and Tony he, Khan knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He's talk, you know, he's talking to Cody. You know, he's talking. He talks to the wrestlers. I believe he. Oh yeah. Uh, Jr. has made it well known that Tony's not a hard guy to find. Yeah. And have a, and have a conversation with about creative or yeah. opportunities or whatever. Yeah, or Cody. I don't think. Or Cody. Or... Well, probably, 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 he was probably slightly harder to find when he was having a baby. But... <laughs> or the Bucks. Yeah, or the Bucks. Yep. Because I'm sure the Bucks filled in for Cody while they while he was yeah. gone. So yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to advocate for anything bad, and I'm not saying you know, ah oh, man, get these people out of here. But I'm just saying you know, if uh, you know, if you're a pretty good name and you're not getting a storyline on TV, um, I'd I'd be asking for my release. If I were a talent, well, we could still because it's like can, I can. What, what I know that I could go be a bigger on... star. I could go be a bigger star in MLW, or you know, some other fucking. Co- or I can just work the indies night after night and make a boatload of cash that way. I mean, you could, or or you could just kind of do like Lee Moore already did. You know, obviously, AW and MLW. Right, you can do that too, but you know. Then you run into kind of the same problem there. Court Bowers only got an hour of television. Yep. You know. Um But you know, there's there's other there's other places now like GCW. Yep. You know, go be a star there. They don't really have a time limit for television. Yep. You know? Yeah. Of course, Ring um, of Honor, they when they do come back in April after after next week's show. I mean, I'm <coughs> pretty sure it'll be they don't. They're oh, not sorry, planning on uh, having contracts no more. They said. They said it's going to be right. all show by show basis. Good, good. Yeah, because I think that's what led to their demise this time. Was probably paying a bunch of wrestlers and realizing shit, <laughs> we're not really making any money. Yeah, well, it's probably going to be. They, it's probably going to be that pace, huh? They took care of everybody. They showed they had honor taking care of the wrestlers during the pandemic. They did the right thing, right? Right, no, no, they did the right thing, and it wasn't. That's not specifically what led to their demise. It's fucking Sinclair Broadcasting being a bunch of assholes, but yeah. you know, saying, "Oh, we well, we don't want nothing to do with wrestling anymore." Sorry, bye. And then you fucking sit there and put Wow on, and like now debuting in two weeks. Wow, it's like okay, all right, CM Punk. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. There's that. After now that we've uh, went on Tangent City for about a good while, I'm pretty sure nobody nobody's was listening, and if they weren't before, they sure the fuck aren't now. But uh, that that is kind of our episode for this week. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at SmarkerPod and SmarkerPod on Instagram. Uh, we are now available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So if you're in any one of those three realms there, um, 
you leave us a five-star review, that'd be great. Um, other than that, Jake, I next week, what are we going to be doing next week? Are, are we going to start with Impact now? Or do you want to do... When's the final battle? That's uh, Saturday. Ring, ring, it's next Saturday? This Saturday coming up now. Okay, so next week we'll have a review of Final Battle. How's that sound? All right, I think we should do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do a pay per view review of Final Battle for Ring of Honor. It'll be their final pay per view until April, and then yeah. our third rotating slot going from there on out until Ring of Honor comes back will be Impact Wrestling. Okay, so yeah, that is what's going on here. So we'll do final battle next week week after we'll hit back up with AEW with dynamite and rampage combo review and then the week after that we'll review MLW fusion so we'll we'll keep you guys updated about what's going on uh what had been going on in the previous weeks when we get to the current week of the show that we're doing so don't feel lost we'll we'll briefly go over it um, yeah we'll still go over so that yeah so with that being said, we are done for this week, Jake. Um, until next week, my friend. All right. All right. See you guys later. Have a good week. Thank you for joining us for episode two of Smarter Than You Think podcast. For more information or to follow us, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at SmarkerPod and on Instagram at SmarkerPod as well. You can also be sure to leave us a five-star review of the show and on any other podcast platform that you listen to. Join us every Sunday for Smarter Than You Think Podcast Review. Thank you.